Well, good morning. My name is Gavin. I'm one of the leaders here at Jubilee Church Teesside, and I hope you're doing well this morning. We're back with our next talk on the Fruits of the Spirit series from the passage based in Galatians 5. And we've gone through these one by one in some detail over the past few weeks, and I hope you found it encouraging. I think it's been great to look in detail about what a spirit-filled life looks like, to think about what walking with Christ should look like in our day-to-day. Maybe you found it challenging as we've been looking through these. That's a good thing. Remember, these are things to aim for. But our lives are journeys. We can never expect to become Christians and have all of this figured out. Thankfully, God sees that He's full of grace towards us despite our obvious failings. So I hope you found this series challenging, yes, but also encouraging. Hopefully you can see some of these areas of fruit at work in your life. And maybe there's other areas where you know you need to grow, but you can do that confidently knowing that God is full of grace. So this morning we're going to be looking at our next fruit and we're going to be looking at faithfulness. But let's quickly recap our passage in Galatians 5, 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Okay, so as I said this morning, we're going to be looking at faithfulness. And I might be stating the obvious here, but obviously faithfulness, of course, means full of faith. To be full of faith. And it's interesting because one of our go-to lines as Christians is, have faith. So someone will come to you and say, ah, oh, man, I, I'm struggling with this situation or that situation. You know, I'm, I, I'm looking for a job. I'm struggling with my marriage. My kids won't behave. My asylum case hasn't come through, etc., etc., etc." And our go-to line is, have faith. God will provide. Trust in God. Be faithful. You know, we say it all the time. And this isn't a criticism or a bad thing at all, but... I just wonder whether we've actually um, grasped the correct understanding and the correct view of what faithfulness means and what it means to be faithful. You know, what exactly does it mean? So this morning I want to unpack what the Bible says about God's faithfulness and how that can encourage us to show faithfulness in our own lives. I just want to look at how we can increase our faithfulness, how we can help this fruit to grow. So that's where we're going to go this morning in the next kind of 15 minutes or so. But before we can look at how we can increase our faithfulness and what that actually means, it's important to spend some time recognising God's faithfulness in our own lives. As let me tell you, this is an important topic to think about. Because we need to have an understanding of just how faithful God is in our lives in order to truly understand the importance of being faithful to him. 
See, if we know that God is faithful, that he is trustworthy, that he's going to do exactly what he says he's going to do and provide exactly what he says he's going to provide, you know, if we can grasp the sheer amount of faithfulness God has for us, then we can be confident in putting our trust in him. Like, let me give you a really daft analogy, all right? But anyone who knows me will know that I'm not a very confident cyclist. So like, I just about managed to cycle into work every day, but that's a little bit of an adventure, let me tell you. I'm just not very good at it. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm scared of cycling. My best mate, Sam, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. He is a cycling evangelist. He loves everything to do with bikes. If you've got a spare four hours, have a chat with him about cycling. But I remember a few years back, Sam was working as an outdoor instructor at an outdoor centre and I went to visit him for the weekends. And while I was there, he'd planned for us to go mountain biking. Now, bearing in mind, this is literally my worst, worst, worst nightmare. I was pretty nervous. But Sam spent the whole morning teaching me how to stay safe on the bike. So when the time came for us to hit the trails, he told me to trust him and do everything he did. And he promised me that I would be safe. No matter how scary the trails were, I would be safe because he was my mate and he wouldn't want me to get hurt. And because I know Sam, we've been friends for over 15 years, like I could be confident, I could be sure that he would keep his promises. Like I believed what he was saying. I knew his heart. I knew he wouldn't let me down. I knew he wouldn't want me to be hurt. And he didn't. We had a great time, although I was absolutely scared and you will never catch me mountain biking again, but we had a good day. And that's a silly story, I know, but it's a little bit the same with God. See, if we understand who he is, if we get a clear understanding about his faithfulness to us, about his promises over us, about what he says, you know, if we truly grasp that, then just like me trusting Sam, we can trust him wholeheartedly and be completely faithful to him. So let's dive in. You know, the first thing to say is that God's faithfulness isn't temporary or something we can use up or run out of. Psalm 86, 15 says that God is abounding in faithfulness. He is overflowing with faithfulness. Like his faithfulness to us is never ending. Let me quickly demonstrate. I've just got some, uh, some props over here. Okay, so if you imagine that we are like this glass just here, okay, so think of yourself as this glass and think about God's faithfulness as this jug of water, okay, and his faithfulness doesn't stop when the glass is full, actually, his faithfulness for us doesn't stop, no, his faithfulness is abounding, it overflows, his faithfulness keeps coming until the water overflows out of us, until his faithfulness overflows out of us, his faithfulness is just so vast it's abounding it's overflowing good excuse for some water what else though does god's faithfulness only count for mature people people that have been christians for a long time you know god will be faithful to us uh, when we learn to be mature christians almost like we can earn his faithfulness to us you know, God won't be faithful to children because they don't understand uh, what it is to be faithful. You know, he won't be faithful to older people because they're just too old. You know, these could be some of the common questions or comments you could have. 
all right but if we look at what the bible says if we look in psalm 100 verse 5 we see that god's faithfulness goes beyond generations his faithfulness is for all of us the youngest to the oldest the wisest to the opposite of wisest you know this is exciting to think about god's faithfulness is for everyone youngest to oldest it goes beyond generations what else does god's faithfulness rely on us like if we're faithful to him will he be faithful for us like a two-way thing you know we keep our end of the deal and he'll keep his is that what it's like absolutely not look in 2 timothy 13 if we're faithless he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself this is great news god's faithfulness continues in our lives no matter what whatever we do wrong whenever we mess up whenever we aren't really feeling the whole church thing he stays faithful that's so exciting do you know what doesn't stop there though god is still faithful to us even when we're tempted 1 corinthians 10 talks about this in verse 13 it says that god is faithful to us even when we're tempted and he won't let us be tempted more than we can bear what an encouragement if you ever get tempted to gossip, or gamble, or drink, or get back in that area of sin you've been doing so well to get away from, you know, visiting that website, whatever it is, you know, even in your temptation, he is there with you, remaining faithful. <laughs> it's exciting even thinking about it. Let me give you a couple more. This is an underrated passage in the Old Testament, but you know, we can sometimes be tempted to forget that God's faithfulness is new every morning in our lives. We can feel like God might become fed up of us or bored of us, but in Lamentations 3.22, underrated verse, it says that God's compassion never fails and his faithfulness is new every morning. That image of God's faithfulness being new in our lives every day is so encouraging. The newness of his faithfulness is such an exciting thought. He's there with us every day, no matter what we face. I mean, isn't that beautiful? What about this last one? Is God still faithful to us during difficult times? Of course he is. We know that. It says in the Bible, 2 Thessalonians, that God is faithful and he will strengthen and protect us from the evil one. He will strengthen and protect us during difficulties. God is faithful to us during the worst times. And that is so reassuring to hear at the moment, isn't it? Look, remember, faithfulness isn't just obeying God blindly. It's actually obeying God, yes, trusting him with the confidence and knowledge that he will do what he has promised. If God has promised you something, if God has spoken something over your life, he will do it. Jubilee, let me ask you, what are some of the promises that God's given you? Maybe they're from years ago. Maybe they're things that God's spoken over your life that you've maybe forgotten about. Maybe now is the time to start revisiting them, praying into them with a fresh sense of faithfulness. So hopefully I've painted the right picture here. God is faithful to us. You know, he isn't asking us to be faithful to him as some sort of empty request. 
No, he's saying to us that, uh, he's saying that to us as someone who demonstrates it perfectly for us in our day-to-day lives, in every situation. He is faithful to us. So let's be faithful to him. But how do we do it? Well, in order to grow in our faithfulness, we need to work at it. Let me use another analogy here, okay? So Haley and I, neither of us are gardeners. It's just not what we do, all right? But last year, our good friend Debs from Jubilee gave us some tomato plants. And I was certain that I was gonna make them grow. Like I literally treat these plants like my children, like my babies. I made sure they had everything they needed to grow. Water, sunlight, plant food. You know, I went out into my back garden most days and I checked on the plants, made sure they had everything they needed. Dare I say it, I might have even got a tiny bit obsessive over it. But come the midsummer, what did we get? What did we get from these plants? We got fruit. We got an amazing batch of tomatoes. We had tomatoes coming out of our ears. We were eating tomato soup for weeks. And it's similar with our faithfulness in our own lives. We need to cultivate it. We need to work on it. We need to make sure we're putting in the essential ingredients into our lives in order to increase our faithfulness. Uh, What are these ingredients? Well, it's not water, sunlight and plant food. Actually, it's worship, prayer and God's word. If we want to grow in faithfulness, then we need to learn to be worshipping people. It's often said that we become what we focus on. If you focus on negative things, you become negative. If you focus on other people's image, then you become conscious of your own image. It's the same with faithfulness. If we want to become more like Jesus, then we need to spend time focusing on him. We need to spend time adoring him, immersing ourselves in worship. This doesn't just mean putting on some worship music. This means really looking to Jesus, adoring him and worshipping him. That's the first thing we need to do. The second way to cultivate faithfulness is through prayer. Persevering in prayer. Praying into situations again and again and again, even if you don't see any breakthrough. You know, we can often... Not get bored of praying, but lose heart in certain situations. But actually, if we want to grow in faithfulness, then we need to learn to persevere in prayer. Can I just ask you, how's your prayer life at the minute? If you struggle, tell someone, ask them to pray for you, ask them to send you reminders to pray. Do you know, I remember last year, someone in our church said that they were committing to praying for me for 40 days last year. It was incredible, right? And every time they prayed, they texted me. And guess what happened? That text became my own daily prayer reminder. It was so encouraging. If you're struggling with the whole area of prayer, get someone to be accountable to. We need to cultivate faithfulness. The last thing we can do to cultivate faithfulness is to get stuck into God's word. Read the Bible, have a passion for the Bible, get into it every day. Wear the pages out by reading it so much. As Charles Spurgeon famously said, a Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Remind yourself every day, just like we have this morning about God's character, about his promises, about his plans. Develop a love for God's word and you will grow in faithfulness. It's so important. Look, I'm going to end in a second, but I just want to challenge you first. 
what areas of your life do you need faithfulness for? What are some of the situations that you need to have a fresh sense of faithfulness in? This week, why don't you have a think about them and, and try approaching them again with prayer and worship and, and, and getting stuck into God's word and, and see what God will do for your faithfulness in those situations. Just watch as it increases. I'm going to pray in and we're going to finish. Maybe this morning you're not a Christian, you've just been watching this video. I'm so glad you've watched it. Thank you so much. Um, you can get to know this God this morning. I've talked about how faithful he is. I've talked about his promises in our lives. You can have a piece of that. You can know this God. There's information on our website about how you can do that. But I'm just going to pray for each of us and then we'll, uh, we'll end. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your abounding faithfulness, which doesn't give up on us, which is new for us every day, which walks with us when we're tempted. Lord, we thank you so much for that. And I want to pray for each of us. Would you give us an increased desire to cultivate this faithfulness in our lives? I pray that we'd be a church which is passionate about worship, passionate about prayer and passionate about your words. Lord, we love you. And we pray would you continue to grow us and increase our faithfulness this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great week.